0: What's up, my friends, this is Michael Hoffman, welcome back to the launch into freedom podcast. This is already episode number 44. And today I am super excited to bring you an interview with Leanne Wise. Leanne is a personal trainer from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and also a really good friend of mine. She helps clients in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and even up to their 80s achieve sustainable change in their fitness and overall health and wellness with mobility and functional strength focused workouts. And like so many of you health and wellness experts out there, she was also forced by the pandemic to move her business online. See, Leanne's business model was fairly simple before that she would come to their clients apartment gym, or she would meet with them in one of her partner gyms that she had all throughout the city. And she would train with them one on one there. Now, when COVID hit and became a part of our daily life, that wasn't an option anymore. So she transitioned her business to virtual. At first, only some of her clients jumped in on the Zoom sessions. But now, Leanne took her business wise moves completely online and is training her clients in personal or group sessions virtually. And as you will hear in our interview, we talk about this whole process and what roadblocks and challenges she experienced and how new personal trainers can avoid some of these mistakes she made in the past when they tried to move their business completely online we also touch on her marketing and client acquisition process as i mentioned leanne works with a fairly older demographic and that demographic might not be on facebook instagram or tiktok as much as the general public is right now if they are on social media at all and as you will hear you will have to do a lot more upfront work to get someone in the door with that demographic than just running a Facebook ad. Leanne also has a free four day challenge running right now it's called the move more challenge. And it is basically for everyone who wants to build daily sustainable habits and simply add more movement into their day. This challenge will help you relieve stress, improve your posture and make you feel stronger with just 10 minutes of movement a day. Now, Let me say something. This challenge is probably not for you if you are still in your 20s or 30s and you go to the gym five days a week. But if you have maybe a parent or a grandparent who definitely wants to move more, who wants to improve their overall health and wellness, feel free to just refer them to this challenge. I'm going to link it down in the show notes of this episode below the link to the challenge where you can sign up completely for free. It is a four-day challenge. It's called Move More and You should definitely sign up if you want to add a new daily sustainable habit into your life. With that being said, let's roll the theme song and dive right into the interview with Leanne Wise. You sometimes wonder how other experts online always almost effortlessly create six figure launches, although you have way more knowledge, expertise, and grid, and all you hear on your launch day is crickets. In today's fast-paced society, outdated strategies like launch and they will buy don't really work anymore. Attention is the ultimate instrument of power and leverage online. More often than not, it's not the most talented or the hardest worker who stands out. It's the loudest, the one who can create the most attention who wins the game online. We are the agents of change who learned the proven pre-launch strategies used by the biggest companies in the world to build deep connections and create lasting freedom for ourselves and our audiences. My name is Michael Hoffman, and you're listening to Launch into Freedom. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone, again. Uh, Today with me, I'm super excited to welcome Leanne Wise to the podcast. And Leanne... If you listen to some of our episodes before I start every interview episode with the same question, and we got a lot of like inspiring answers, like super motivating answers already. So what does freedom mean to you?
1: Freedom, I mean, there's so many uh, different ways to interpret the word freedom. Um, But personally, in me for my life, freedom means that uh, I'm able to, you know, really wake up every day and uh, do what I love. And have the autonomy to take time off when I feel my body needs it or when I want to. um, And to help people do the same and um, not have the limitations of other people's expectations or restrictions on time or even financial restrictions as well.
0: I love that answer. So... I mentioned in the intro that we are actually friends for now, what, three years? Like we know each other for a while now. And I know that you have a background as a swimmer and you are now a personal trainer. So how did you get into personal training? How did you make that transition? And then also, how did you get into actually working with an older demographic?
1: Yes, I did. uh, So I got my start in fitness as a competitive swimmer. And uh, I swam from the age of nine until the age of 21. So um, I started competitive swimming in Waterloo just for my club team and in the city I grew up in. Funny story, actually, I, I couldn't pass AquaQuest 3. AquaQuest were like the levels that you had to go through. And it was like the third time I had failed. I got my report card and I was crying in the change room at the pool. And my mom was like, okay, well, you know what? You have to keep swimming because it was a it was a rule in our house that my sister and I, we had to swim, do some kind of swimming until we were 16. I don't really know why my parents picked 16. I think it might be because at 16, you can decide to become a lifeguard or not. So we had to keep swimming and I loved swimming. Like I was like a water bug. I loved it. I just could not pass all quest three, um, my freestyle. I wouldn't put my head down. So I would want to swim with my face out of the water. And um, this instructor, he failed me for the third time. I'm crying in a change room. And then I told my mom that I wanted to try competitive swimming. And that totally took her by surprise. And she was like, she said in the back of her mind, she was like, oh, she's going to hate this. She was like, there's no way she's going to like this. So she put me in competitive swimming and I was on the team, but I was in a group called the Water Dragons. So it was like their first level in the swim club. And I would say most of the kids I was swimming with were like about two years younger than me when I first started. So like I said, I was, I was nine, turning 10 that year. And um I absolutely loved it. There was these two coaches and um I actually still follow follow them on Facebook these days. And anyways, they ended up getting married. It was, it was a like a teenage girl and a teenage guy. And they were the so much fun like they made me love swimming. I don't know if you ever took swimming lessons, but you always remember those coaches who actually would put on a bathing suit and get in the pool with you as opposed to, you know, the coach that would kind of like always stand on the pool deck. I mean, of course, when you're older, no one wants their coach in the water with you, but like when you're a kid, it can be, you know, a lot more fun if your coach will get in the water. So anyways, I loved it. And I, I did move up through the levels and I made a lot of lifelong friends. Long story short. It took me to university and I swam for my university team where I um, really fell in love with the strength and conditioning aspect of being on the varsity team. And I I worked for my university team, strength and conditioning coach for quite a few years when I um, first started as a personal trainer. And um, I taught several classes at his gym uh, in in Halifax in the city that I went to university for. Really, it started as a part-time Job um, in my third year, I either had the choice of becoming a nanny for the summer or a personal trainer. And I remember talking to my mom, and she was like, I think, you know, being a personal trainer just sounds cooler than like calling yourself a nanny for the summer. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I'll just, sure, sure, whatever. And then you just get like thrown right into it, right? You're just thrown onto the floor as a brand new personal trainer. I worked for a big box gym. You know, they hand you some clients at first and yeah, like I said, you're just thrown right into it. So I was so grateful always to have that athletic background and really like the interest in anatomy and human physiology and and movement in general um, and having that little bit of experience because I couldn't imagine getting thrown right into it without that athletic background. And then it was just such a great job to be able to schedule around my classes in university. And I really fell in love with the clients I was working with that was back in 2014. And it's 2021. I still have a couple of clients from that year. So so yeah, it's pretty cool how just, you know, organically, uh, I fell into it. And I never really looked back.
0: That's awesome. That's that's quite the journey that you went through. And how did you end up with um, working with people that are between the ages of like 50 and 60 and 70, which is the majority of your clients right now, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I guess you had to ask me, ask me that question at the end there. And, uh, so the first gym I mentioned was sort of a larger box gym, big box gym that I was working for, um, as a student and it was a women's gym. So that was really like the bulk of my clientele, obviously at the beginning was, was women. And, um, it's kind of interesting, like the type of person, a women's gym obviously attracts, um, for so many reasons, but I think, there's a few main reasons that some people may choose to go to a, a women's gym or like a women's only gym, is just like that intimidation factor that of going to like a co ed gym with men around. We all know that kind of environment and um, that a big box gym can kind of have in the weight room, and even just the availability of equipment. I mean, obviously, it's it might be a smaller gym, but um, you have probably, if you're interested in strength training you have a little bit more access to um, strength training equipment. As we know, kind of typically in the fitness industry, females have been marketed a lot of cardio and endurance training strategies, but it's really only been recently. I'd say in the past five, 10 years that uh, strength training has really been become more popular for females. But yeah, I feel like my demographic became, or I became known for working with that demographic of that like 50 plus female person because of my start in fitness and typically I think that age group is is more drawn to a women's only like environment and also the things that I focus on um I've become you know well known especially in the city of Halifax for um my interest and my focus on mobility and functional strength training so just kind of evolved from there and it seems it seems like maybe I am a bit more approachable. I'm a female myself, obviously. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I, I'm never really posting about using barbells um, or, you know, really fancy, expensive, heavy gym equipment. It's a lot of obviously at home workouts, free weights or body weight. And then of course, I post a lot about mobility and my interests really lie in that like body weight, functional strength training area.
0: You brought up an interesting point, and that is that you focus a lot on um accessibility, um, not much of like fancy equipment, like focusing on stuff people can do at home. So the last 18, 19, 20 months that we just went through, the whole pandemic, a lot of businesses shifted online and to remote work, and we were also like, you know, lockdowns, we were locked in at home. Are you seeing it with your clients as well that they are more perceptive now towards virtual training or, or remote training?
1: Definitely. And I think if you aren't at this point, you're gonna fall behind um, from a client perspective, but also from um, like a service provider perspective. If um, you know, you're not willing to shift over to that virtual scene, or if you're not willing to um, you know, even change your programming, to adapt to clients wanting to stay at home in their own personal spaces in their living rooms, or maybe, the, maybe their own um, fitness facility, then you're going to fall behind. So definitely, I see a lot of, to answer your question, um, I think you're so, more so asking about like clients being receptive to, to that like virtual um, side where obviously maybe, well, not obviously, because I have trained some clients with like full-blown gyms. Um, you know, they've got the Peloton bike, they've got like a squat rack. They've got kettlebells, dumbbells, everything. But then most of my clients, they have some bands and a couple free weights or a TRX. That's a really popular one um, that most of my clients go for. And there's some huge benefits to virtual training. Um, I just actually wrote a kind of like a little blog post about this um, for my newsletter is I listed all the benefits to virtual training. You're not commuting to the gym. You've got maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes on either side of your session that you're saving in your day. You can bring me or whoever you work with to your cottage on vacation, you know, even on a road trip uh, to a hotel room. If you have a, a seasonal home, I mean, you don't have to just completely put a halt or pause on your sessions. You can keep working with your, with your trainer. You can keep your program going. You don't have those those breaks in your programming. We all know consistency is key to progressing and seeing results. I would say, you know, consistency along with, with rest, nutrition, those three things I focus on as being the most important in your training. So there's one element that you can, you can totally take control of is consistency. Obviously with the last 16 months, it's shown us that people want to stay in the safety and the comfort of their own homes. And then something I touched on earlier on in this, in this call too, is that intimidation factor of walking into a huge gym and sharing equipment with others is now not really a barrier for a lot of people. I know there's so many people who can't wait to go back to the gym. Definitely some of my clients and there are days where I want to be in a gym as well, but I would say a Large number of people, and definitely quite a few of my clients are happy to stay at home um, and take me along on the road with them wherever they go.
0: Awesome, that's that's such a convenience too. Like if you have that access to basically a personal trainer twenty four seven wherever you are, whenever it's definitely a big advantage. And I love that your clients are also yeah accepting that fact and making that transition with you. But I can also imagine for you as the personal trainer virtual sessions could come with certain roadblocks and challenges. So have you had any of these like challenges? Could you identify them? And if yes, how did you overcome them?
1: Definitely. I mean, with everything, there's always going to be some challenges to overcome. You know, I have eight years of personal training and fitness instruction behind me. So um, I think that's really important when it comes to virtual training, because I do have a, a trained eye when it comes to seeing, you know, how people move and making those little adjustments and using the appropriate cues to get them moving in a certain way. As personal trainers, it is really beyond our scope to put hands on people anyways. Sometimes, you know, if you do ask permission, obviously you get that consent to kind of manually um, change someone's positioning or movement. You can do so. And I find that really beneficial and, uh, and really helpful in some cases. But if you are a trained personal trainer, if you have, and I should say experienced personal trainer, you have the kind of queuing and the tools to get someone to make those changes or those adjustments in their movement without even touching them. So for new personal trainers, new coaches, I don't know if I would recommend hopping into virtual sessions right away. And in general, there's that Zoom fatigue that we all talk about. And so what I really like is having the mix between virtual and in-person Wherever I am, I want to still offer in-person sessions. Of course, it depends on geographical location, and if you have a, a space um, to use for your training. but I've always said even if i even if I win a lottery, I still want to stay active in the gym and and in teaching. So I think having that mix is really important, so overcoming not being able to touch people to actually change their positioning. So being able to use those cues, those verbal cues, and then obviously demonstrating because you have that two-way video is really important um, challenge to kind of overcome, especially as a new personal trainer. And then to overcoming that Zoom fatigue, maybe mixing it up, trying to get out into the community as much as possible um, and still teach them classes, train some clients one-on-one. And I guess lastly, I didn't mention this, but You know, I'm sure you experienced them as well. There's always those like tech glitches that you have to deal with. Um, There's this one client where every time we do our session at her cottage, she knows 15 minutes before our session, she resets her internet modem and it's flawless every time. Every time our Zoom uh, call is like, our 60 minute Zoom session is problem-free, but she doesn't reset her modem. Sometimes, um, you know, we'll freeze and that kind of thing. So we just know that when she's at her cottage she resets her modem, and all is smooth. You know, you have to kind of roll with the punches. Learn to laugh, relax, smile, take a deep breath. There's going to be glitches in in-person training too. Someone forgets their sneakers, you know, at the gym, or someone maybe didn't pack their their clothing that day, like their gym clothing. They didn't. They don't have a water bottle, and your gym doesn't supply water bottles anymore because of the pandemic. You know, there's always going to be roadblocks in any any situation. So it's just just about, I guess, recognizing those and finding a way around them.
0: And I think that's where it comes into play that you as a personal trainer, and that doesn't only apply for like personal training. That's like for every business owner out there who works with clients one-on-one or virtually to have that connection and relationship with them that if things like that happen, like those tech glitches, or you have those challenges during your sessions that, as you said, you can roll with the punches, you can laugh about it. and you don't have to be scared to actually like maybe lose a client because zoom doesn't work. So I think that's, that's where it is really important. And it is funny, like, every time we connect, we catch up. The first thing you tell me is that you are super busy with clients and that your schedule is full and that you actually like you kept growing and growing and growing over the last few years. And when we talk about finding new clients, especially in the online space for marketing or also for health and wellness experts we always talk about facebook ads or social media or or cold email outreach or stuff like that but you work with with a demographic that might be on social media but is definitely not as active on there maybe it doesn't even trust facebook ads and instagram ads that they see so how have you found your clients initially and how do you find new clients now
1: yeah, that's a good question. I've, I've had that question multiple times, um, more than just, just from you too. But also thank you for mentioning. I I <laughs> I have, you know, gradually grown over the years. And um I guess if you were to look at my schedule, um, you might not think that I'm booked up, you know, hour by hour, beginning to end of the day. But definitely um I definitely value my time a lot more than, you know, maybe seven or eight years ago when I started as a new personal trainer. So even if I'm you know, not booked up from the beginning and the end of the day, I always have these new projects that I'm working working on or I want to be able to fit in other opportunities like coming onto your podcast, um, you know, stuff like that. So so yeah, it's not, not necessarily that I'm booked up morning to night, um, but I think it's important not to book yourself, you know, morning to night or else you're never really going to grow and experience other opportunities and, um, you know, grow a business that way. That being said, I've definitely had many, many of those days and it's really thanks to i would say word of mouth um is my number one probably marketing i don't even know if you'd call that a strategy but way of advertising word of mouth has been huge like i said halifax is where i was living when i first started uh, as a personal trainer and um i grew up in waterloo i moved out east for school and and kind of stayed there after school so I feel like I have two areas to kind of pull from um, because we live in such a social media time where, you know, I have still like a network back in Ontario of, of my parents and my parents' friends and my family. So I definitely do for some of my virtual offerings, I definitely do get some clientele from, from that. So, you know, from just social media, my parents sharing things with their friends and family, but definitely back in Halifax, word of mouth has been huge. When I went from training in a big box gym, uh, how I started personal training to training people in their own um, gym facilities, whether that be like their apartment or condo building fitness facility, or maybe their home fitness facility, word of mouth was huge. I did offer up a lot of my time for free, free fitness sessions. I haven't really done any of those since I would say probably stopped in March of 2020, much like the, probably the rest of the world. But um, I have to say, you know, trading your time is something you have to do at the beginning. You could pay for probably all the ads in the world, but getting in front of people and offering up some of your time doesn't cost you anything. You know, I know time is money, that kind of thing. But when you're first starting out, I think it's really important to do those pro bono sessions. So I do a lot of free fitness sessions at apartment and condo buildings. And then, you know, word would spread. Or someone would attend and really like the session, I find with that age group of 50, 60 plus, it's a lot of people who are approaching retirement or who are retired. So their main goals are keeping moving with kids, grandkids, pets, and staying healthy to be able to enjoy the retirement. So, you know, they want to travel, play golf, play tennis, they wanna swim. So a lot of my clients now have time and maybe a little bit of extra financial resources to put towards their health and wellness. And then they go to play a golf game and maybe they're taking you know four strokes off their golf game and their friend asks, what have you been doing? So I've definitely used all the typical strategies, put up some posters. Um, I of course have business cards, but really I'd have to think word of mouth. And then also, you know, trading in a little bit of my free time to give back and offer some, some free sessions. And even if those people don't become clients, it's a great way to meet people, to network. And I've met some, my goodness, I still keep in touch with um, a couple of ladies who they attended some of my free fitness sessions. They never, never even became clients, but you know what? They engage with me on social media. So that's great too. And that's really helpful. You know, all these things add up when you're building and growing a business.
0: And that's where the relationship factor comes in, right? I remember reading a book. What was it called? Jap, 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 Right Hook. It's by Gary Vaynerchuk. And it's basically you give a lot of value upfront before you actually ask for something in return. And I feel like that is the same concept that we have here, especially when we start out in our business. I did a lot of free work upfront um, for potential clients. And don't get me wrong, probably 60, 70% of the cases, those people didn't become my clients. But with the people with the 30% that actually started working with me, I still have great relationships. And I feel like it, it also sounds a little bit similar on your end, like how you could actually build those great client relationships. And even if people don't become clients of you, they still talk to their friends. And maybe for them, it wasn't the right offer at that time, but for their friend, it might be. So I think that is a great approach to actual marketing. I think that is amazing. And, and I mean, your business is proof that it actually works. And one thing to to wrap this up, I want to bring something up because what people maybe not know is that we also work together. We work together on your virtual program launch, which is coming up mid-October. It is called the Move Better program. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the program, what it is about, who is it for? And yeah who you actually can help with and what you do in this program.
1: Yeah, thanks for bringing up my virtual program. You know, like I said, for the last uh, year and a half, we've all had to adapt and change um, how we do business and how we provide our services to others and um, how we attract clientele, how we keep clientele working with us. So this is really a project that has, has been born out of, you know, the need for being more virtual. But it's also an idea I had way before, you know, March, 2020, it was something that I always wanted to do was to build out my own kind of evergreen program. I remember working in a gym in downtown Halifax and um, Halifax can be pretty touristy, especially in the summer. And uh, there's this woman and she was walking on the treadmill and there was multiple days that I was in this gym working with clients and she'd be walking on the treadmill. And she came up to me, you know, maybe on the third day and she was like, gosh, I just love how much you encourage your clients. And um, it seems like everyone's having so much fun when they work with you. Like, I don't live here. I live in Maine. So she she would come up to Halifax every summer and she's like, I don't live here, but like, how can I work with you? And at that time, like I had nothing, like I didn't have, I didn't even have an idea of how to offer a virtual session. And, uh, you know, like I said, this was well before March, 2020, when we were all kind of forced to change up, change that. And I just said like, oh, give me your email. And if I ever, you know, if I ever do develop something online one day, like I'll definitely let you know. So when I did launch my Move Better program last November, I did email her and she became a client. So that was pretty cool. So, you know, even before we were all kind of forced to go virtual, it was always a goal of mine to create something online. But yeah, my virtual, I guess we'll chat a little bit about what my Move Better program is, is it's eight weeks and it's a completely periodized, fully guided program for eight weeks. What's really different about my Move Better program is that the videos do not repeat. So you get a lot of virtual programs where, for example, it might be three videos a week and they just kind of mix up the order of those videos and they kind of repeat them for six weeks or eight weeks, whatever it is. This program is literally 24 professionally filmed videos that I planned out for many, many months before filming it. And like I said, it will will progress you from beginning to end. So from week one to week eight, you're always working on moving better, feeling better, feeling stronger, more mobile. And I think one of the biggest actually piece of feedback I've gotten from my move better program, or I guess not feedback necessarily as much as like observations is it's a lot of core, a lot of core stability and balance work. Before my Move Better program, I offered a program called Better Balance program. And it was, I guess, I kind of call my Better Balance um, program, like the beta launch for my Move Better program. It was completely offered through a Facebook group with live videos. So none of it was you know filmed beforehand. But I took what I learned from that Better Balance program and I added way more to it. Uh, I modified it. I got lots of feedback from all of the participants who did my Better Balance program and created then my Move Better program. So, not only do we have those 24 videos in the Move Better program to really focus on um, physical mobility strength, but uh, we have a weekly wellness or lifestyle focus. So, um, it includes an ebook and uh, we go through that together. So, we have a group, we have um, the Wise Moves community, which is additional uh, live chats, and also on-demand videos. And uh, yeah, we all go through it as a group. Um, There's a screening at the beginning and the end. I also added that in after the Better Balance program. So you can really see um, how you're progressing. And then everyone who does do the Move Better program can book two calls with me. So I think that's also the second element that really sets the Move Better program apart from other programs that I've seen out there is you have that personal connection with me, you have the support and the opportunity to really tailor and individualize the program to suit your needs. So I might say, um, you know, in our coaching call, we might chat about, you know, the things that you're really doing well with. And then we might talk about some opportunities that you have for growth and improvement. Um, And I can make some personalized suggestions for you or maybe suggest one of my videos to do more often, change up a few exercises, Offering modifications is one of my favorite things to do. So I really, even though it is pre-recorded videos to do on your own time um, that you really have for life, the difference between other programs out there and the Move Better program is that individualized approach um, with those coaching calls. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty challenging. It's been a lot more work than I ever expected it to be, but so rewarding and so much fun. I went to two weddings this summer. And I had clients, um, parents of friends of mine at both weddings who did the Move Better program. And they're having a great time, maybe like a couple of glasses of wine in to the night. And I like wish I could video them in that moment because it's like they all come over to me and kind of give me this like testimonial from the Move Better program, totally not even prompted by me. But um, yeah, it's really funny, but it's so cool to have that, I guess, firsthand uh, experience and to see my work, of course, and their efforts pay off like right in front of you. And it's people that I really care about, it's their parents. So it's super cool to see that. You know, this one woman, she was having a lot of pain in her feet and she wanted to address that before her daughter's wedding. And she's like dancing on the dance floor and I'm watching her dance being like, that's super cool. She's done my Move Better program over and over again. Like she did not just do the eight weeks, she went back and repeated it, which is what I recommend to everyone it's not just an eight-week program, but you own it for life. So you can go back and repeat it time and time again and see how much you've improved. Um, and then start cherry picking those videos that you really think you need and, and that you're going to benefit the most from. So it was, that was super cool.
0: And you know that this feedback is actually genuine because, you know, when you had a couple of glasses of wine, like you don't hold back. Like <laughs> You say the yeah. truth and you really speak your truth. So that is amazing that you get that feedback so tell us tell us real quick who this program is for, like who do you think would be a great fit for the move better program
1: yeah, uh, it's definitely like an intro program, so um you know I know a lot of the uh a lot of content that I post on social media is me moving and my own workouts, and I have you know said this for years, but using kettlebells is one of my preferred uh, methods of training so I'd like to make that distinction. My Move Better program is not what you see me doing on social media. Okay. So it's, it is an intro program. It's for beginners, those who are new to strength training or even structured movement programs. We're really starting from the basics. We're starting with those basic, sorry, functional movement patterns, and we're working with body weight only to begin. So, you know, the functional movement patterns are squat, a hinge, a lunge. A push like upper, upper body push, upper body pull, planks, rotations, and then single leg balance work. It's, you know, working from the ground up. We start with mobility. We build strength in those strength and stability in that newfound range of motion. And then we just continue to maintain mobility, improve mobility and continue to build strength in those, in those uh, movement patterns. So it's not for someone who has been. Working with a personal trainer for, you know, for years and years, this is a great starting point to personal training. So if you are interested in personal training and my calendar is full, start with the Move Better program. It's an eight-week intro program that will teach you the basics and get you moving better and feeling better. Like I said, it's three videos a week. It's super, it's super easy to fit them in. No video is longer than 30 minutes. And we talk a lot about incorporating walking and addressing your, you know, your sleep your stress levels, uh, your nutrition, your hydration. So it's a great, like I said, starting point. We cover all the basics and it's all on your own time. So you don't have to worry about booking in with me. Once you have completed that Move Better program and you want more, maybe it's time to A, repeat it or seek out um, some personal training with me or maybe have another personal trainer in mind. But it's really for beginners. And I created it with those clients in mind, that 50 plus demographic, those who are, you know, maybe approaching retirement or just retired, they want to start investing a little bit more time and energy into their own health, their own fitness. And yeah, like I said, it's just a great starting point for those who want to move better and feel better.
0: Awesome. And once we have all the registration pages and pages with more information, I'm going to post it in the show notes, obviously, of this episode. So Leanne, I really enjoyed our conversation. And where can people actually, yeah, connect with you and find out more about you?
1: Oh, well, thank you so much uh, for having me, Mickey. You can follow me on Instagram. It's at Leanne.wise. That's W-I-E-S-E.moves. I'm not a moving company, a fitness company. (laughs) but, uh, yeah, Instagram's probably the best place. I am starting to, um, spend a little bit more time filming some YouTube videos. I have a wise moves YouTube channel, so you can check that out. And then if you wanted to stay up to date with new programs or, um, new virtual offerings that, that I, I have, you can visit my website. It's just wise moves.com. And it's always I before E wise I before E and, uh, when we were chatting, Mickey, about you know, kind of offering up a little bit of your free time uh, at the beginning when you're a, a new professional, it's made me think of how much you've you've helped me out, and way back even with better balance. Um, like I remember sitting for three hours just chatting with you and picking your brain. and you've always been so helpful to me. And so, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. I really enjoy working with you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Again, I really enjoyed our conversation. And yeah, I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this episode. You got some maybe tidbits how you could actually use word of mouth and giving before asking um, as a marketing strategy. And I hope I'll hear you guys in the next episode. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a shout out to everyone who took the 30 to 60 seconds that it takes to write a written review and rate this show on Apple Podcasts who took the time out of their day to leave feedback and comments, who showed love and also gave some more insight why this show is worth listening to. You guys mean the world to me. I appreciate you so much and I don't take your support for granted. And I think it's just fair that I give you a shout out as well. So. In the next episodes, I will feature some of our favorite reviews and comments that we get on this show. So if you want to be featured on the show as well and get your shout out and maybe even your Instagram handle mentioned, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave your two cents on the show.